anyway. Um, thing, thing, thing stuck likes. Maybe we should bring that. <laughs> We've copied enough of their format, probably. Right, fantasy. No, they, they've um, copied our format, mate, to be honest. That's getting cut. Okay. <laughs> 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 you was. Here we go, episode 59. How did we get to 59 of the Long Snapper NFL podcast? I am. Well, actually, I think there may have been fewer than that. I think somebody couldn't count at the start when you were just getting going before before the likes of me joined and, and made it all slightly worse. Um, I'm going to attempt to host with absolutely zero prep. I'm Adam, and joining me are Dougie. Mark, and finally, Mr. Jake Viney. Good evening, everybody. Good, good evening. Hello. How are we? Sporting the best beard we've had in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. If you take away the hair on top, he's remarkably similar to Russ Milson, I think. Yeah, Russ Milson has got an upside down <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs> as, as mentioned on the podcast. A I, don't think weeks ever, ago. I bet you two have never been seen, seen in the same room together. <laughs> Russ with a wig. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you know each other, though? Isn't there a Bridgewater a, Town connection? There's a mutual friend, yeah. The, the okay. Bridgewater Town manager is, is from Russ's way, I think. Yeah, that's fascinating for everybody. Yeah. Knowledge. <laughs> 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 yeah, six listeners are going. Separation. Oh yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> Everyone else is thinking, yeah. move the, the fuck other on. twelve are going. Where the fuck is Bridgewater? <laughs> 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 um, well, the other thing you should know about Viney is that he is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and as has become traditional. For people joining the podcast as a guest, we've got five questions, and we'll see how you go on our Top Gear leaderboard, which is which is filling up fast. We have Jan still ahead with two, um, so we'll see if you can beat them. Usual rules, um, point per correct answer. If you get one wrong or pass, it can go um, to Dougie and Mark to see if they can steal a point back from you. Um, I'm guessing, well, whether you're ready or not, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna crack on with that. Um, and your first question, Viney, who was the last quarterback not named Ben Roethlisberger to start a regular season game for the Steelers? Ooh. So, does that, do you mean before Ben Roethlisberger or just not named Ben Roethlisberger? Not Are named. You able to... Same thing, is it? Yeah. Because yeah. didn't Landry Jones start last year? I don't know. So, I'll go. I'll go. Landry <laughs> Jones. <laughs> that gets that gets you off the mark with a yes. with a point. He did. He started a couple of games last year. Well done. Uh, question two: What was the name of the Steelers' old stadium before they moved to Heinz Field in two thousand and one? I knew you were going to ask me this question. Three Rivers Stadium. Well done. Am I getting predictable <laughs> with these quizzes? Good homework. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, my secret's out here. Where Where am I going to get my material? Okay, well, I mean, negative points are a real possibility. You're on two so far. Question three. We all know about the Steelers' Super Bowl successes, and you're going to need both to get a point here. Uh, Which are the only two NFC teams to have beaten them in the Super Bowl? Um, The Packers, recently. 
Uh, I don't know the other ones, so I'm going to have to have a guess. I would say the Giants. Uh, you would be incorrect, I'm afraid. No, no half point for this either. Um, <laughs> I've got a bloody clue, so go for it, Doug. Is it the Cowboys? It is the Cowboys. Oh. Uh, no, more recently than that. It's in, uh, it's in my memory. Uh, 95? Something like that. Barry, Barry's, Barry Switzer's team, I think. Um, I said his name right. Uh, yeah, so when Troy Aikman was just winning Super Bowls for fun. So equally impressive that we got it right and we were 20 years wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Nobody deserves any credit there. So you're back, you're back to one, Viney. Oh, I should stay on two there. I got, got half. Well, that's not how it works. You're not the quiz master. No, <laughs> wait, till, wait till Craig hears about this. <laughs> he won't listen. There's no chance he's listening to this. No chance. Um... Question four. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What is the name, and you could probably predict this question, what is the name of the Pittsburgh Steelers' official mascot? Oh, I did look at that. Nah. <laughs> oh, he's prepped. He's revived. He's prepped. <laughs> Steely McBeam. Oh, that, that is painful. He didn't get the point. It's up there with... I can just, I, I can see it now. Vine has been at home, like <laughs> eat, eating right. He's had a bowl of night carbs four or five hours ago. He's hydrated. He's been on he's been on Wikipedia. <laughs> so I want to get at least three on my quits. Okay, you're you're on, you're on two points again. The last question is: you won't have found this on the Steelers Wikipedia page, I don't think. Um, who infamously called both heads and tails for the overtime coin toss in the 1998 Thanksgiving game in Detroit, which led to the officials to give the, the, give the Lions the ball by default and ultimately the game? I have absolutely no idea. So, um, was Jerome Bettis playing then? Wouldn't have a clue. Is that your answer? Yeah. That is quite incredible. That is entirely correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Viney is going to get some music. Viney's on his laptop. And I can see Wikipedia. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the, it's the run. <laughs> Good, well done, Viney. Well played. Is yeah, that five thank questions? you very much. That was five questions. Three and a half, I think. Three, Four, right, Three and a half. Right. Straight to the top. Okay. <laughs> and I can see uh, I can see Dougie typing that in, uh, in running order. Viney, Viney at the top of the leaderboard. Love it. Yes. <laughs> there you go, people. Those that are coming on, you know what you've got to do. You've got to eat right. You've got to sleep right. Prepare. And go on your team's Wikipedia page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> Adam, Adam, you need to start mixing it up, mate. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got to make these quizzes better. You're right. Let's uh, step it up. Um, before we move on, um, let's let's get all our our Twitter handles out there. It's something we do. I don't know why do we do that. I don't know. That's not. It's just right, people do, Viney, it? Let's just have yours. What's your Twitter? At Viney underscore twenty. Love the underscore. The classic um, underscore move. Classic. Yeah. yeah. 
Who were the uh, other well, 19 vineys that got there before you? <laughs> got a big family. <laughs> don't, don't, don't confuse him as I did, thinking that vineys a nickname. It's not. That's his actual name. Really? Yeah, yeah I had no idea. Fine. With, you know, blew, blew my mind. <laughs> I, about um, 10 pods ago I had a good argument about that um but when i remember can, we could set that straight <laughs> i remember yeah <laughs> um but also do give us a follow on twitter at long snap pod uh we've got a website with blogs and stuff that i contributed to a bit of a thing about the madam cam uh which is at which is long snapperpodcast.wordpress.com mark is that right yeah, I think. Probably. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. I did notice on SoundCloud there's, that somebody is leaving loads of comments in amongst the podcasts as they listen to, which I, I don't use the platform, but um, you can do. I've gone back and I think literally about 20 comments over the last five podcasts, and it gives, the, it gives you a time code for your comment, which is quite good. I've worked out that it's Patrick Jackson, so hi, Patrick, or user 79264318 or however you're known on the sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some, some good comments in there. and I actually, how, did, how did you work that out, Adam? That's some, like, that's some next level stalking. Well, because one of them, he, he said, it, because they've got time codes in, it said, oh, if I had said that, you'd made me more eloquent or something. And I went ah. to that time code and we mentioned him. Uh, it was something that he tweeted, I think. So my detection skills are good. I was going to say, that's a bit scary. <laughs> uh, this will be the pod that Patrick doesn't listen to, probably. Um, but I imagine whatever time code we're at now, we'll have a, a comment or two. So, hello. Um, let's get into what's been going on in the NFL. We're between weeks 11 and 12, I think. Um, quite a bit seems to be happening. Um, quarterbacks to talk about, really. Um, the Cowboys in their, their game against the Eagles, you've perhaps got a couple of QBs going in opposite directions. Um, Dougie. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame Craig isn't here because, you know, I've only been saying that Prescott for two years, you know, isn't the greatest thing that's ever been, ever been put on a football field. I reckon the decision to bench Romo in place of Dak Prescott has probably cost the Cowboys a Super Bowl. Wow. So last year's Super Bowl or this year's? With Romo still been upright? With Romo this year, they would have been in a better position to continue to compete than they are with Dak Prescott right now. Now, See, here's my, my issue I just, with this. Let me, let me, I want to yeah. sort of expand on this because as I put on, I've put on the running, I want to talk about quarterbacks and the way that they're perceived now perce- perception of quarterbacks is 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 made and and is wrote within two starts so Brett Hunley now is written off as not being a good quarterback he'll never be a good quarterback he'll probably bounce around teams as a backup and be out of the league now Case Keenum is living walking proof of why you shouldn't write quarterbacks off based on a couple of bad performances Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and he masks a lot of problems. You can't put in quarterbacks into situations where they're not surrounded by talent and expect them just to switch on from college to NFL in a couple of games. It's just not going to work. You know, it'd, be the, it'd be the equivalent of a football team 
popping somebody in central midfield straight out of college or school and saying, right, you are now the future of our team. Maybe one in a hundred of those guys is a success, but 70 or 80 of those guys go on to have decent careers. Now, if you look at the two quarterbacks that have been making waves this year, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, this time last year, they were both written off. So that Prescott came in, did all right while Romo was injured, and all of a sudden he's kissed in. He's kissed in as being the next big thing. But look at his surrounding cast. He had a great O-line, he had a great run game, he had good receivers, he had a good defense. They all stepped up and they all played around him. Now that he's losing pieces and the O-line plays dipped a bit, he's not the same quarterback. And I just think with Romo there, they would have been in a better position to succeed. I find it hard to argue with any of that, which this doesn't sit right, I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> um, other the same, than the, the fact... goes for Tyrod uh, Taylor. Like, Mark, you've sat there and you've written Tyrod Taylor off. But how many other contributing factors are there to the to the situation with Taylor because you've put in a rookie and he's looked an absolute disaster. He's had five interceptions. So Taylor is playing at a better level than Peterman. It's just that his surrounding cast and the composite structure of that team doesn't engender a successful transition from an average quarterback to a world-beating quarterback. There's only a few guys that that are, you know... Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. There's only a couple of those guys. By the way, another example of that, sorry, Mark, another example of that is Andrew Luck and the Colts. Um, you mentioned Rodgers and the Packers and just the drop-off uh, when you, you put someone else in there um, with what they've got around them. Well, so, yeah, I mean, right, to be fair. Uh, he, he, he is. There have been one or two others that have stepped in that haven't done so well. Tolzien, um, yeah. obviously. Um, but, Mark, Mark, if we're, if you want to get into the the Buffalo, should we call it a debacle? Or is there a stronger word that you've got? <laughs> um, I don't, I personally, I, I don't hate the fact that he made the switch. Um, I think it's been, it's been well broadcasted that I'm not a massive Tyra Taylor fan. Um, the week before he threw for a grand total of 56 yards, um, it's, <sighs> Doug is right in that the situation for him isn't perfect. Um, that there are there are contributing factors to it. The right side of the O line, particularly, is is dire. Um, he, he he doesn't have great wide receiver weapons. Um, and in the in the fifty six yard performance, he didn't have the new weapon that they now have. Um, although he's seemingly perma injured, uh, perma injured. Um, but Taylor doesn't help himself he he does miss open receivers when he does have time um and you won't see it all the time if you don't watch buffalo games but there are countless occasions where there will be receivers open that he doesn't see because he's permanently thinking um i want to pass to my check down because it's the easy option or i'm gonna like wheel out to the to the right and take off um and while there are receivers that are 30 yards down the field stood by themselves and if he does see them the amount of times that he throws it five yards over their head um it's he doesn't help himself however the clearly the the decision was made to put in peterman um was because i think they thought that he would be a a quarterback that wasn't permanently looking to get on his bike and get moving when the, the when the pressure comes um but 
to do that against the the Chargers, who are probably one of the better defenses at getting after the quarterback in the league, especially with the defensive ends that they've got, um, was a poor decision in hindsight. Um, and Peterman clearly wasn't ready for it. Um, and I think he's announced that Taylor will be starting the next game. But like I, I still maintain, I don't think ta- I don't think Taylor was doing brilliantly. Um, so I don't think the switch was necessarily all that terrible a thing to do. It didn't work. It didn't work out. These things don't. I I think that, like you say, the the San the San Diego was probably one of the worst teams they could have tried that tried that against. Um, Peatman thrown under the bus, really. But what what I'd say about it that if if Taylor looks to scramble and looks to check down, why on earth aren't the coaches calling plays that play to his strengths? You can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Like if your quarterback is a scrambling, moving around the pocket, stepping out of the pocket, check down, swing passes, quarterback, write an offense that does that. Don't write an I offense. Don't, I don't think that's what they want to do. They don't want that. He, that's just his but comfort that, zone. But that's, but that's the coach's comfort zone. The coaches Ex- want exactly, which is why they made the switch because that's not what they want to do. He's constantly going back to doing that. But you're putting, um, you're it's not the a, system that they want him to be in. They want someone lesser, to fit their system. You're putting a lesser player into a situation that doesn't work for him because your better player can't run the plays you want to play. Well, be a coach and coach a different system. Coach to your is assets. It? Don't coach to your ego. Is it I, coming I, I from the coach? I, I saw on, it came from Sky Sports, Rob Ryan's been doing this on the coverage. He said something along the lines of him and Rex got fired, more or less, because they refused to bench Taylor for EJ Manuel. Um, now, if that's the case, was a similar pressure being put on McDermott to make a change? Oh, is that absolute nonsense? Rob Ryan's... I mean, that's the Ryan's, <laughs> isn't it? Fuck me, anything. They could say any old bollocks, couldn't they? Um, I, I mean, I would doubt that... Because, Christ, what we saw out of EJ Manuel, that was far worse than anything that Taylor's ever produced. He was like a bloody deer in the headlights. Um, so I would be surprised if that's true, but I, you, you never know. Would, um, would, would, Belichick, would Belichick continue to try and hammer... Tyrod Taylor into playing a system that he couldn't play, or would Belichick coach him to play a system that he could play? I don't know the answer to that, Doug. Well, we. I assume he wouldn't. I assume he wouldn't start. I assume he wouldn't start Taylor in the first place. No, but if he was the option, if he was the best option they had, in the same way that when, when um, the Colts guy, I just said his name and now I've forgotten it. Brissett. Brissett. In the same way that when he had to start Brissett, they played a very different offense. So when they played Garoppolo or when they played Brady, yeah, I well, think the it's a failure that, of coaching. It's not a failure of the player. I think the rumor is that he has none of the coaches have ever been massively sold on Tyrod Taylor. That any of the ones that have been there. So I can only assume that they see him as a short-term option, um, and that they they've never seen him as as the future. And not many people do, frankly, um, for those reasons. That when he is trying to make the plays that they want to make. And even the ones where, you know, he's doing the things where he's more comfortable. He's still not doing it brilliantly well. 
Um, he's he's a better he's a better option than clearly a rookie who's never played a game. Yes, he's the better option that we have at the moment. So should you put in and and it's not as though they don't put in any plays that are designed to be in his comfort zone because at the end of the day he does have I think ten. 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. It's one of the better percentages in the league. Um, but there are still flaws in his game that mean he's not the future. There are flaws in every quarterback in the league, except maybe three. And this is the problem that every team has. Look at Kansas City. We don't want Alex Smith. There are 400, there are 400. There are 31, well, maybe 25 other it's teams. Maths. 25 other teams in the league that would take Alex Smith at the drop of a hat. But Chiefs fans don't like it because they see him week in, week out, and they see him checking down and leaving us constantly in third down. My point is, if you get rid of a guy that is proven to look after the ball and win games, because Buffalo have been winning games with him, let's let's not mess about. But we but we weren't winning games because of him. We were winning games because of our defense. So what? So the difference is the defense stopped winning. Because of your defense. Like, you don't have to win games because of a quarterback. It helps, though. No, no. What it does is win style points. No, no like, I disagree if, with that. If Buffalo won every game 6-3, would you be unhappy or happy? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't want to win every game 6-3, no. Okay. Let's not forget that Kerry Collins once went 13-3. and um, yes. <laughs> Finally, what's let's it not like to have a, this time have a quarterback year. that... <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to be a quarterback, quarterback Viney? <laughs> well, we're a quarterback that wants to retire every year. Um, I was going to say that, um, talking of defences that win games, look at the Jags. They're, they're in the playoffs at the moment, and they've got Blake Bortles at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, it's, it's the difference just is their defence is still playing well. Ours has stopped, and our quarterback <laughs> isn't able to step up enough to cover that now, whereas they're, you know... I'm sure the same would be the same with the the of the Jaguars. If their if their defense stopped, they wouldn't be winning the games that they're winning. Well, you've got a running back that you're paying four times as much as your quarterback. Maybe you should do more. Maybe your defensive end should step up and stop other teams scoring. They're getting paid more than Taylor. You've got linebackers getting paid more than Taylor. You've probably got a punter that's getting paid more than Taylor. <laughs> but but your whole team's future is predicated on the true. performance of somebody that nobody wants. Like get off the guy's back. And you also you just don't know what's going to happen, mate. Because look look at look at Goff and and um, Goff and Wentz. Like I said, this time last year, written off. Those team were no hopers. They were going to have to look to maybe if this year didn't go well, draft another quarterback. And then all of a sudden, you know, bang bang, they've got a couple of pieces. Their their defenses have stepped up, and they're they're. Top of the top of their divisions, you know, you're unlucky. How, how, in the how, long, how long have they been in the league? This is the, what their second year. T- Taylor's been in the league eight years now. If he if he hasn't worked out a hit open receivers by now, he's never going to do it. Well, he's obviously doing something right to stay in the league for eight years. So there's plenty of quarterbacks who haven't. Colin Kaepernick would like to have been in the league for eight years. <laughs> yeah, yes, he would. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, wait, I think that's a different. Which... I think that's a different conversation entirely. <laughs> Yeah, so the Bills are the latest team that should sign Kaepernick, but haven't. Um, let's let's move on. I mean, we could talk about Buffalo all night. Um, yeah, let's talk about some I'd teams. Rather, yeah. um, Dougie, your your AFC West that you were saying at the start of the season was going to send three teams to the playoffs. Are you? It, let's um, be fair. Still... It wasn't just me saying that. It's not like uh, okay. it, I was the only person in the world with that opinion. 
<laughs> you know, as as I, I have a photographic memory, and I specifically you remember you guaranteeing on your your life that three teams from the AFC West would be joining the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so maybe I, the Browns I'm... was a bad one, but I'm I'm standing by the AFC West. And you know what? Okay, I, who, I was listening who's... to a couple of podcasts today uh, that were saying that the Chargers are still in with a shout at the playoffs at four and six. Uh, I yeah, why why not? Someone's got to win that division. Well, uh, is is it still going to be the Chiefs, or are you are you concerned? I mean, it's not. I'm really, I'm, not re- I'm really <laughs> you know? concerned. Really concerned for a lot of the reasons that I've already already spoken about with the Chiefs. Too many third downs, man. Too many third downs, and and when you when you're a team that relies on converting third downs, if you have a bad day, you you do what we did at the Giants, which is. <laughs> basically get embarrassed by one of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, even their good players didn't have any yards and they still beat us. It was, it was kind of, I mean, I was watching red zone and seeing only bits of it, not, not the whole game obviously, but it just felt like one that was, was coming. I mean, I put, I sent a message around the group at about a quarter to seven saying, I'll tell you what, the giants are going to win this. Um, I knew you'd raise it that. Just, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, it did. It just seemed as though, for whatever reason, the the Chiefs' offense had stopped firing, and it, it, you just had the impression they weren't going to create anything all night. Um, I think it's been a house of cards all year, though. You know, our best receiver is three foot nine. <laughs> you know, it's quick though. Um, we're relying on these stupid gimmick plays. I mean, what was that play that? Kelsey did. I mean, what is all that about? You don't need to run those plays against the Giants. Save them for the playoffs when you need them. You know yeah, that that if that team, that, if you can't put away a team like the Giants, who got waxed by the 49ers last week or the week before, whenever it was, you know there's serious alarm bells ringing. Coming off a bye week as well. Okay, who who from the AFC West? Is going to be in the playoffs. Can there be out. none of them? Is there any way that that uh, can the, happen? The rules state that one of them <laughs> has, to, has That's to a real disappointment. Yeah. Let's be honest. The Chiefs need to win three games out of, what, six or seven? What, Every the Chiefs? Left. Six and four, is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's three games to do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Chargers have got to win out. The Broncos are dross. And um, starting Brock Osweiler, so they they're not going to do it. The not Ra- anymore. The Raiders, if if Derek Carr and Amari Amari Cooper switch on, why not? They look they look so good at the start of the season. The Raiders, yeah. And I hoped even that game. You thought Mexico City, okay, it's a bit well, maybe a bit random what happens, but I hope for a bit more out of them than that. And they just seem to have nothing. Yeah, they didn't. They never, ever, from the first minute, they never looked like winning that game, ever. The Patriots absolutely pissed all over them. It was like men against boys. Oh, yeah, sure. Sometimes the Patriots can do that, but the, they look a, a broken team. Well, um, I mean, the Patriots are fixed. They've fixed all their defensive issues, haven't they? And, you know, they're always going to score points, but if they fix their def- defence, then they're going to they're gonna cause everyone problems. And... I don't know. If you're the Raiders, do you just write that fixture off and then concentrate on the rest? You know, yeah. Somebody always lays an egg on those international series games and 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 doesn't show up. So I don't know. 
give them give them another week. They've got another week's grace before I start looking for a different quarterback in fantasy. But you've got at least with the fixture you've got coming up, Doug, you'll probably be all right. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, moving on from there. So I mean, the AFC perhaps looks a bit weaker than we all thought it did. Um, if we're struggling to find playoff teams, I mean, you're looking. The Patriots, the Steelers would be nailed on. The Jags are probably nailed on now. I don't. Um, I don't take the Steelers. That... The Steelers well, okay. have, have got potential. Like they haven't. Barney, I know you're. A, you know, whatever. But um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. Can you honestly say that? Can you honestly say that that? I mean, they've got all the pieces, but they've laid some proper turds this year, haven't they? Yeah, the yeah, offense. Again, the offense division, really struggled. Um. They've the amount of times they failed in the red zone this year already without Chris Boswell. We've the amount of games we've scored, we've kicked four field goals in a, in a lot of our games. Um, they just need to sort out. They they can move the ball. They can get down into the red zone. It's just punching it into the end zone. Even with Levy on Bell, we're still still getting stuck on third down and, and ended up having to kick a field goal. It's kind of a knock on Todd Haley, all his offensive coordinating career. And even when he was at the Chiefs, we were never a good red zone t- team when he was at the Chiefs. Is, is that... I mean, it, it, it kind of seems nitpicking a little bit to me when you, you're winning games and looking relatively yeah. convincing. Imagine criticising the I, offense when you're the number one seed in the AFC and sitting at eight and two. <laughs> oh, to well, have like, those problems. I mean, but it's... it's Les Bell's maybe the one to... To talk about, I mean, it's hard to fault Antonio Brown because scoring touchdowns for fun, as he always does. Um, is Lev Bell regressing a little bit? Is he? I mean, he's not quite hitting the, the heights he has done. Yeah, I'm not sure they've had to use him quite as much this year. With the way that Juju Smith-Schuster started in his first year, and Antonio Brown has been su- superb as usual. But having said that, Le'Veon Bell going into last week was still... I think he was number one or number two in the rushing yards, um, and he's sort of done yeah, it under yeah, the radar. Like he's fallen away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, oh, yeah. How awful for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the Steelers in, in crisis mode. Um, Is it, but there, but <laughs> when you when you consider the AFC though, there's only like if you were a fan of an NFC team, you would if you were going into the Super Bowl. There's only really two teams from the AFC that you'd fear, and they are the chi- the 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 Steelers, and, Steelers the and, and the Patriots. You look on the NFC side and you've got six or seven teams that, you know, I don't think that... Who have you got? You've got the Saints, the Eagles, Vikings, Vikings, Rams, Ram, Seahawks, Panthers, Panthers Falcons. Falcons. Arguably the Falcons know. are back again, yeah. There's going to be a really good team that misses out in the playoffs this year and there's going to be some absolute dreck in the AFC getting in. You know, Cincinnati might get in, and they're awful. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. At the minute, isn't what's, it? Is, uh, is the happened? random, the outside, like the sixth seed at the moment. Um, they're five and five. They're five I mean, and five, and the sixth seed, they're like, and they're not a great team by stretch of the imagination. They've just, I mean, we know, we know, we talked about Brett Hundley earlier, but they've just shut the Packers out at home in Lambeau. I mean, as crazy as that seems, uh, the NFC is a bit weird because you've suddenly got rather than the AFC seems more predictable. You've got the same old teams looking good. Um, but what's happened in the NFC is 
you've got yeah the same old teams other than the Packers still there or thereabouts, and you've got the Rams, the Vikings, the Eagles have all come from seemingly nowhere to it's, it's be absolutely think, dominant. Is it true that the top four teams in the NFC none of them made the playoffs last year? Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I think it's true. Saints, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles. None of them made the playoffs last year, which is brilliant. Yeah, no, I forgot the Saints. Just yeah, yeah, absolutely. Four, four. Div- each division's got one in a nice, nice bit of symmetry, which should mean that we've got no dross in that conference in the playoffs. But yeah, um, you never know. So one side, it's like we, we. I remember this debate from the the nineties. Um, and it rumbled on for so many years because I, I think for about 10 years in a row, the NFC team won the Super Bowl. And it was essentially because the Cowboys and the 49ers were the two best teams in the NFL and one whoever got through out of those two generally beat the Buffalo Bills up. So that's how the, the 90s went. And the AFC was seen as the weaker conference. I don't think there's a necessarily a trend in that direction now. It's, it's It should be random, really. Um, but it does seem as if the it's a bit skewed at the moment, as you say. Well, you can does tra- it matter? You, you can trace it to the quarterbacks, though, can't you? Yeah. Well, there's no there's no one conference that gets priority over the other. Um, I think it's just a a random thing that that happens sometimes. Um, the Patriots have, because of how well they've done over the last ten years, is made it perhaps swing the other way if you look at the statistics but you know these these things go around and come around um moving on um we well i posted a blog as as we we mentioned earlier about the the madden cam which saw its kind of full debut on thursday night in the titan steelers game um the i mean it didn't appear on every play but it was the main camera used. Um, I've written a blog about it. Feel free to to check that out. Um, Dougie wasn't here last week when I had my my rant about it. Um, he's a cameraman for a living, so in theory he should should know a little bit about what he's talking about. So uh, tell me how stupid I was. Knock right. yourself out. All right. So <laughs> here's my point about the sky cam. Right. If in 1940 you were setting out to film any kind of sports event what is the only way you can shoot it how can you shoot it well you shoot it from the side of the pitch don't you because skycam doesn't exist the only reason american football is shot in the way it is shot is because they didn't have skycam if they had skycam it would have been shot like that the problem they've got with it at the moment is it's still they're still blooding this new technology and, and a new way of shooting the game and as a cameraman, I can tell you now that a cameraman's ego is all about among in the cameraman fraternity. You know, there there is a thing about who can go the tightest, who can be the sharpest, who can have. You know, you want to be in amongst it. That camera cameramen needs, have egos today. A little bit, yeah. Some of us. Um, <laughs> you mean accountants don't? <laughs> <laughs> you can add up the biggest number. <laughs> <laughs> my my calculator's got 19 uh, digits um, <laughs> the problem they've got at the moment is that they need they just need it to be wider it needs to if you're going to do that angle you need to see everything on the pitch and it needs to be static so 
as in when the ball's thrown, you just need to stay wide. Because as soon as you start crossing the white lines, that's when you lose depth and that's when you lose your bearings as to where you are on the pitch. Stay wide. Once he's caught it and he's tackled, once the play's over, then you can go around, you can cut, you can get your nice close-up shots in between. And then as soon as you go back to the action, you go wide. You need to be able to see receiver, outside receiver to outside receiver, quarterback drop back, and you need to see the whole route. When some of those plays were shown and it was like passes over the middle, you saw the you saw the drop back, you saw the route emerge, you saw the receiver get open, you saw the defensive shape, you saw the stunts on the D-line, you saw how the O-linemen were pulling the trap blocks, everything like that you don't see from the side of the pitch. You just don't. I, I think it, in terms of helping people, I think long term, more people will get a better understanding of the game by watching it like this. And that can only help the NFL. I have to say, what I think was a lot better on Thursday that they've got the green line in as well now for the first downs. Because when they went on for the New England Atlanta game, they, they didn't have that. And you could. You could barely see the sticks, so it was watching it from that angle. You had no idea if they had got a first down or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for for, that, for just just to be boring about that, all those virtual graphics that you see with the with the first down marker and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of calibration that goes into that, and only certain mm-hmm. cameras will be calibrated to have it. They've obviously just calibrated the sky cam to have it now as well. So, and to have two sky cams at a game, like. When Sky do the big, big rugby matches, if you get a Sky Cam, it's like they take every shot they can from that Sky Cam because it costs so much money. It just wipes <laughs> out your entire budget. And they have two of the things, just a regular season game. It's in, I mean, it's incredible. I thought, because I didn't watch the game live, um, but I, I saw a lot of the fallout from it on Twitter. And comfortably, as I think I said to you guys, comfortably 90% of the feedback of the stuff I saw was bad. Um, most people were hating on it. So when I watched the game back, I th- I went into it thinking I was going to hate it and it was going to piss me off. And I didn't. Um, for a lot of the reasons that Doug said, I did quite like it. It did feel like innovation. And I think a lot of people were hating on it just because it was change. Um, there are some things about it that I didn't like. One of the things you mentioned there, Doug, was the fact that you need to be able to see sideline to sideline. And a lot of the time you couldn't. When, and I think that's just them de- like getting used to the technology. They'll, yeah, they'll realise that that's what they need to do as yeah, they go and, forward. Yeah, and there was there's a lot of times that they, you're talking about um, the receivers running routes that you just can't see. And there was a couple of occasions where, in order to pick it up, it, the camera moves to one side and you then can't see the defensive end coming around to get to the um, quarterback and all of a sudden he's there and you miss that, which you would see if it was on the sideline. Um, so I think that there are some tweaks that need to be made to it in order to make it even better. But I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to and I didn't hate it certainly as much as um, as I think Adam hated it. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. There you go. That was out of a shock. I, I had a, a bit of a cub to and fro on Twitter with Dougie during the game about after about sort of the first quarter. Um, Dougie rightly called me an idiot. Um, not for that reason, but <laughs> That's just, just generally. Um, he just does that most days. Actually, as the game went on, I tuned into it a little bit more. It kind of started to just become a bit more normal. The depth perception is the thing for me. Um, as you mentioned, the 
the first down marker, knowing where that is. But it's not just whether a team's got a first down or not. It's just being having a feel for how many yards are gained and lost on each play. But actually, even that you will get used to to a certain extent. It's easier as a spectator to see that from the sideline. Of course it is. Um, but of course, as soon as you change the angle of of what you're looking at, there are things that you're going to see that you otherwise wouldn't. And there are things that you're going to miss that you otherwise wouldn't. It's just the nature of you watching it from a, a different spot. Now, I mean, for example, there was a, a play where I saw an OPI happen and that I've never seen from watching it from the sideline. You just hear generally because you're looking at the quarterback before the ball's, the ball's thrown. And I saw down the field, um, and uh, sorry, a uh, receiver um, fouling the, the cornerback, basically. I thought, oh, it's OPI there. That'll come back. And then you see the flag. And you think, oh, okay, I've seen that. That's great. On the flip side, um, play action. I had no earthly idea of whether or not um, the ball had been handed off to a running back or not, just because you couldn't see it, because it's obscured. That's because the that's idea. the angle. No, yeah, of course it is. But as a, if you're looking at it from another angle, you can see because you can see the ball. Um, not always. Obviously, you're going to get. Um, well, not not always when the Titans are playing because Mariota's the best exponent of that <laughs> entire league. That's another. <laughs> um, but you're gonna get. You're gonna see more things, and you're gonna miss more things. However, you change the angle. What I'm saying is, part of my resistance is just the general resistance to change. I'll admit that, but I did get more used to it as as the game went on and it, I didn't hate it as much as I thought. So in answer to your depth perception thing, how do you get depth perception when the second the quarterback throws it, you lose to the point at which he was which he has thrown the ball from the frame. And then you get a pan and then you get a guy catching the ball. Well I think I think you get a better perception of that from the, the sky cap. I um, because you could see the ball the whole way. Um, oh, I said I thought you were saying it the other way. You don't get a depth perception on Skycam. No, no. What I was saying was you don't get a depth perception to see not with a pass, but to see how generally more of an issue with a, a rushing play, just to work out how many right, yards. And, the, and this goes back to my point where the, di- the directors and producers need to leave their ego at the door but the widest lens they can get on. They need a lens on there that goes, like I say, sideline to sideline, and it needs to see everything just has to happen in the frame. And TV directors and producers are not good at letting that happen because it's not creative to just leave a static (laughs) shot. They need to be cutting around and saying, look, look what I can do. I can do all this stuff, you know, well, they were having to twist to, to move it when there's a yeah, screen yeah, pass. Yeah, and that's because that the lens isn't, yeah. you know, the lenses are measured in, in width, so in a, a millimetre as width. So, like a <clears throat> a 14 mil lens would probably get the whole width of the pitch. They're probably using a 20 mil lens, which is tight. This, by the way, on, on, that, on that is a, I mean, I'm asking you as a cameraman, um, is sixteen by nine television the wrong shape for this? Should it be somehow obviously as ridiculous as that sounds? Should it be a wider? I mean, a cinema film or something that, yeah, to no, get it. No, yeah. So, would you be happy to have a letterbox on your screen? Well, no. I mean, to me, the ultimate, the ultimate we were way. Four by three twenty years ago, it's changed. So, well, it, yeah, 
Yeah. No, I no, I don't think so. I don't, in answer to your question, no. I think they just need to get a lens that's wide enough to get the full width of the pitch in. And they can do that. That's quite comfortable. The technology exists for that. They don't need to do anything. They just... It, it all comes down to directors and producers wanting to produce fran- fancy shows and, and a static locked off wide shot doesn't do that, does it? They want to be right in looking at people's eyes and you know seeing into their soul. So do we, are we going to see it in the next year, the next couple of years? I think you might, I think what you might get is it offered as almost like they do BT do with the, Champions League, you might get on on games uh, Game Pass, you might get a Skycam view that you can select. I don't see it becoming a mainstream thing because people are curmudgeons and they don't like change. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's as I said. I mean, I'm I'm more warm to it than I was. It's. I don't often say this is actually interesting to hear what you've said from the point of view as a cameraman. Um, I'm blowing too much smoke up your ass, Dougie. So uh, let's <laughs> on and uh, um, get into some one sentence previews, which will be as ever done in just one take and <laughs> to, the, to the same music as, the same as we music now have. As always, week. mate. Yeah, that's all you're getting from now on. Um, so. Uh, I am, as a host, not prepared to to, <laughs> to do this justice. But let's have a go. <laughs> Every other time I've done it, I've, this is the thing that I've well, prepared. Blame Craig. I just okay. just noticed yeah. Craig isn't here, but I haven't stooped to his level, you know, of <laughs> just, just slagging people off when they're not there to defend themselves. I'm better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did do a bit of that, um, but to. To be fair to him, we perhaps encouraged it. We didn't <laughs> stop it as we may we may have done. Okay, if we're ready, let's see what earth's gonna happen. Good luck everyone. <laughs> Minnesota at Detroit. A decent game to kick off Thanksgiving. Must be a scheduling error. LA Chargers at Dallas. The form team of the AFC should get the job done away in Jero World. New York Giants at Washington. Can the Giants' one-game resurgence continue? Redskins likely to bounce back. Miami at New England. Just the sort of banana skin the Patriots love. Surely not this time. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. The NFC South is starting to look like the best division in football, except for the Bucks, of course. It'll be Fitz magic for another week, at least. Carolina at New York Jets. Should be an easy walkover for Cam and the Panthers. Chicago at Philadelphia. My money is on Trubisky to be next year's Wentz. This year, though, he's going to get bummed. Tennessee at Indianapolis. I hate the Colts. I mean, I really, really hate the Colts. Buffalo at Kansas City. Will it be Taylor? Will it be Peterman? Does it even matter? Two teams really struggling for form. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Dalton against Kaiser Soso. Can hardly contain my excitement. Seattle at San Francisco. Predict an easy win on the road for the Hawks against another crap team. New Orleans at LA Rams. Game of the week for me. The Rams need to step it up to hold the doubters. Jacksonville at Arizona. Bortles Facts Twitter account is starting to become complimentary. Come on, cards. Let's bring it back to where it's meant to be. Denver at Oakland. It would be lovely if there were some signs of life from the promising Raiders. As for Denver, just keep losing, guys. Green Bay at Pittsburgh. 
Sunday night football, this should have been flexed out. Arch. <laughs> Houston at Baltimore. Two average teams fighting to remain relevant in a really average AFC. And that is your Monday Night Football, ladies and gentlemen, and those were your one-sentence previews. Doing those, it makes you realise how many bad teams there are in the NFL at the minute, doesn't it? There's yeah, so much sucks. crap out there. The NFL shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch get that. You get that metric, don't you? Yeah. I mean, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm going through them. And I look at the games that I've got. Giant shit. What Redskins aren't all that good. Jet shit. Buffalo, Kansas, both shit at the minute. San Francisco shit. Well, that's what happens shit. if you pick them last. If you come, you come on ten minutes late on Skype and don't pick them. But like eighty-five percent of the teams in the league are shit at the minute. Mark, let's be honest. It's no different than watching Stoke against West Brom in the Premier League, is it? No, he's exactly the same. <laughs> shit about that. <laughs> yeah, people lose their shit about it all the time. That's yeah, funny, isn't against it? West Brom. Off <laughs> <laughs> um, to the playoffs. <laughs> Watford Moving against on Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's li- little blokes in Indonesia going mental for it or walking around in their Troy Deeney shirts. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Man City against Man United. Oh, do me a favour. Let's let's rather, let's move I'd on. Rather comb my eyeballs. <laughs> Dougie, play some fancy jingle. And the tens ten of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about some fantasy? Yeah, let's. Viney. You're doing all right. Yes. Yeah, it's not Happy going too moment. badly, I think. Are you nervous, Viney? Are you nervous about them Hockliffe tantrums um, on your tail? I'm just hoping that if I the make Galacticos. it to the championship, that, that Zeke will perform against the Seahawks and get me some points to win the win the title <laughs> game, to be honest. Ah. <laughs> he's, he's taking up a valuable spot on your bench, though, isn't he? Shouldn't you? There's no more bye weeks, so I'm, I'm happy with my team as long as no one gets injured. That's a big if. You haven't answered the question, Viney. <laughs> You're nervous. <laughs> Viney, be bold. Say well, you don't give a fuck about him. I've, I've won my division, so I'm, I'm relaxing. I'm in the playoffs. So. I won my division of two weeks ago, I think. All right. Well, Humble why'd you back in? <laughs> Jesus. Some, some of us are four and six here, Viney. Why'd you back in? Come on. I'm loving it because... Uh, yeah, but it, Mark, in your division, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I oh, mean, someone, I'm someone's... sorry, I said four and six. I'm four and seven and I'm fucked. The team in second, <laughs> the team in second is coming out of, uh, is coming out with a losing record from your division, Viney. No question. Because the Partridge is a shit. Martin's team is shit. And Craig's team is shit. So, yeah. Although Craig's team Who? shouldn't be shit. Martin? I don't know. It's just a bloke called Martin in the league. I don't. Weird. How did he? How did he find us? Do you know? No idea. How did mate. he get? How did he get in touch? No Long term listener. Long term listener. Super fan, Martin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's test. Let's test and see if he let, really. Let's, let's just go through your team, Viney. Drew Drew Brees. Yeah. Got to be a bit disappointed with that, though, right? Yeah, he's not been as as good as I'd, I would have hoped, um, but he's he's been all right. He's had thrown quite a lot of interceptions this year, I think. Yeah, every time I seem to check, it 
it's minus four. Is it four points for? Minus I couldn't four, believe yeah. Kelsey for an interception. I thought that was going to cost that, me. That made me laugh. Um, yeah. As a Chiefs <laughs> fan as well. I, I'm just looking at your bench. You've got Elliot and a defense on your bench. Defense on uh, the bench I've on a fourteen to, bench. No, I've tried to. That's the Chargers. That's the Chargers. I've tried to. I've dropped them and claimed someone in waivers, but it hasn't gone through yet. Okay. And your running back situation, Theo Riddick and Orleans Darkwa. Brilliant. What what can I say? Orleans Darkwa, inspired pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> got that from uh, listening to Rich Eisen, actually. Um, he, he said it must have been about week three. How said, on earth are you nine and two with this shower of shit? I don't understand it. <laughs> But that, not, that's that's the sixteen team league. You can look at you can look at a lot of teams and have that kind of reaction. It's an absolute shower, mate. <laughs> don't, don't stand for this, Viney. Hey, you, you are what your record says you are. Yeah, look at my you? record, seven yeah. and four. <laughs> Martavis Bryant. I mean, oh, do me a favour. <laughs> so you're confident then? You're confident? <laughs> Maybe not now. Good Reasonably. God, you, I've got to be honest, though, Viney. When you look at it, my word. Yes, not. It's all going to fall apart. It's Travis Kelsey and Drew Brees, isn't it? Other than that, it's. I mean, you're lucky you're playing the little cripple kids this week, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. By the way, that's the thanks that Russ gets for stepping in twice. Don't give him too much. Don't, 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 don't give him too much praise. How have you scored over a thousand points with that team? I don't yeah, get it. I think I'm le- leading in points scored, so I don't really, I don't really know what what Dougie's moaning about. Well, the, your team shit. I don't understand how well, it's so like got points, so many the points. points don't lie. The you must have had a couple lie. of weeks where you got like 160 points or something. <laughs> Dougie, if if his team has scored the most points in the <laughs> league, and <laughs> <laughs> not only is he winning the stat that is probably the most meaningful, he's also nine and two. <laughs> and he's the best ranked team in the league. I don't know what we can add to that. I've just looked it's on mind week games, one. Mate. It's mind games. <laughs> week, week one, I scored 66 points. Six, uh, what? And you're still top scorer. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. That was, uh, That's how you're yeah, playing, that was... as, as you say, you're playing a team this week who scored 35 the oh, other day. Bless them. Bless them. Yeah. You had another week where you scored 44. How are you still the top score? I don't get it. There's something going wrong with this. Yeah. It's broken. Fantasy's broken. <laughs> Clearly. Zeke had a few good weeks, I think. If Varney wins it, there's going to be an asterisk by the first season. <laughs> saying, saying what exactly? Saying char- how, how did this shower win? It'll be like Leicester winning the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking good for Viney in 2018, is it? Dear me. Um, Are you keeping Viney? Are you going to keep? Uh, I've got to keep Zeke. I think so. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but 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 who's who's your second? We're going to keep Seahawks D. Maybe Kelsey. Um, yeah. How many do we keep? Yeah, two two keepers. Two bloody hell! Do we lose lose the pick that we pick them up in? Uh, I'm. I was thinking about this. Now, do we do that? Do we do? Or do you just go keep your players and then just snake draft from there? Just that, that would be more sensible. Yeah. Nobody, because of only two <laughs> keepers. That's your first two rounds, God, <laughs> isn't it? 
I'll tell you what, if, well, if there's anybody who doesn't want to keep two of their team, then they've had a really I, I reckon season. the Partridges might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, I've got one. Got yeah, I've got one. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I want to keep six of my team. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Newton, Brown, Thielen, Fournette. Don't worry, because you've got, you know, whoever Dryly, fumbled Goff. whoever fumbled or drafts will just trade him to you, so it doesn't really matter for you. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you just got just have double the players. Just have, just have double the double the squad and then just you know mix and match. The bitterness. The bitterness is just quite hard to believe. Uh-huh. I love how I love how constructive and prepared our fantasy bit has been this week. No, it's, I was gonna there's a couple of things that I wanted to um to, to talk about in fantasy this week uh, start looking out for players coming back from IR there's rumours that Aaron Rodgers may be back for championship week so I was going to say Greg Olsen but if you want to go with something much less realistic um, mate I'm only reading like what do you think it's not he's like he's taking I've got snaps in practice yeah exactly I'm Ooh, literally me. reading information and relaying it to you you may not have read it you may have read it but don't don't but don't do me down <laughs> <Adam>. <laughs> Oh God, we're only here for a laugh. <laughs> oh, let me have let me have some fun. Jack stashed him, hasn't he? He's not got rid of um Rogers, so it's I think he might be a keeper, maybe. Yeah, well, there's yeah. an argument that yeah. might want to keep Aaron Rodgers. If we're talking about other leagues right. than ours, because everyone knows that people love talking about their own fantasy teams, but nobody likes listening to it. Um I would say Going on my own, pro- I, I've got, I've picked up in a couple of leagues the Titans' defense because their running for the next four or five weeks is absolutely ridiculous. If you if they're available in any leagues that you're not in with me, because I've got them in most of my leagues, um, the next few fixtures for the Titans: Indianapolis, Houston, Arizona, and San Francisco. So you're looking at playing quarterbacks there who are prone to throwing the picks. And the the Titans have been pretty good at getting the picks. Exactly. Which is why I picked them up. And I I had them in a team last week and obviously they got they got their asses hands to do them, scored minus one points, but I, I took the risk that they were going to be worth the pick up later down the line. So if they're about <coughs> have a look at them as someone who may be able to help you out and probably are available. It's not a bad shout. I mean, it's it's not a very fashionable team to pick up on defense. There, the Titans' defense is one of the main reasons that they're six and four. In Pick actual bow, fact, man. All yeah, yeah. 380, 80, years ago. 80 he is. He's literally 80. <laughs> and he's, he is a defensive coordinator. I mean, my granddad could literally not shit himself. <laughs> Dick LeBeau's on the sideline wearing a visor. <laughs> <laughs> Love Dick LeBeau. Won't hear. Uh, yeah. No, he's he, wearing a bag. Who knows? Or a big nappy. <laughs> Keep an eye out. If you see him on the sideline and he's wearing baggy trousers, you know what's going on. <laughs> you ever see his face go all scrunched up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don't make him jump, for fuck's sake. No one make him jump. <laughs> and he's 80, you wouldn't care, would he? How are we talking about Dick LeBeau shitting himself? <laughs> <laughs> we're better than this. No, uh, we're not. No, we're not. We're, not. we're really not. <laughs> oh, um, uh, should, we, should we get out of here? So in fact, before we do, go on, Viney. Tell us, tell us how you are, how you're doing in the pick'em. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not winning. I'm not winning the pick'em. I was winning the pick'em. Who's winning the pick'em? Yeah, I think Mark, Mark's winning. Oh but yeah, That's it's only you point. two playing it, isn't it? 
Well, <laughs> there's only I two make picks each week, but it doesn't really make doesn't really count for anything. There's only um, two left in the survivor group, isn't there? Yeah, I stuck a tweet out about that, so you know I'm I'm paying attention. Just to, <laughs> having clearly not even looked last week, which I got <laughs> called out on. Um, yeah, you and you and Rich are left. Rich, I know for a fact, is going for the Seahawks, and I'm, I'm picking the Steelers. Oh. That's uh, I haven't picked them yet. That's bold. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It could be all over. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah jingle time. Every, everyone, everyone went the Chiefs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, which they did. Um, which which finished yeah, off? Yeah, I did. There you go. It could be all over next week. Um, time to time, please. Let's move on. Let's get out of fantasy. Big Ben, Bill Ben, Taylor, Dak Prescott, Fat Rob, Defensive players are idiots. Um, so moving on before we get into AOB uh, we keep promising these things um, and finally we might actually slightly deliver on it all it really is is us placing a bet each week um, but we're going to tell you about it uh, last week uh, we had a, an accumulator on some games we didn't win funnily enough because we tried to pick 13 games and it doesn't always work out um, this week uh, what are we going to go for Dougie you've got some ideas well home underdogs I'm not saying we need to pick all of them because there's six home underdogs this week. But home underdogs against the spread are always really, really good value. The NFL has a way of evening these things up. I I reckon three or four of these teams are going to win. Now, the home underdogs this week, Dallas, Detroit. Dallas are a home underdog. Detroit, um, the Colts, the Jets. 49ers and Cardinals. Now, if you took that all as a six-fold, you'd get 340 to one. Which, you know, for a couple of quid, is might even just be worth a punt on its own. But if you look at those three games, going off of Blaine Gabbert's performance last week, they might be worth a shout in Arizona. Dallas are always worth a shout at home, regardless of what happens. And Detroit is a home underdog. They play good football when they need to, and they play teams close. So, uh, they're never out of a game, are they? No, they don't. They're not one of those teams that go fourteen points down and then you think it's all over. Matt, Matt Stafford has this knack of of keeping them in it. Yeah. No, so I, like I would that. say stay away from the Jets, Colts, and Forty ers But if we're gonna if we're gonna look to improve our odds, let's go Dallas, Detroit, Cardinals, and then the teams you expect to win. Fair enough. We will. Uh, we'll lump a fiver on it. We will do that, and we'll. We'll, we'll let you know if we get how we get on if we win. We're pretty sure that if we bet a fiver on that, we will win nothing. <laughs> that's, that's how accumulators work. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that'll be what happens every single week. <laughs> Only takes uh, one week, one, mate, one. and then we're off to the fucking Caribbean. Craig <laughs> ain't here this week, so he can dance for it, and we'll be over there sending in pictures of weddings we weren't invited to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sadly, the reality is, as a message got got round last week, what we are spending our winnings on are new mics. Yes, you How are. About that? All of you. <laughs> and laptops, if the winning's big enough. Even you, Viney. I make do with this Apple headphones. Brilliant. Yeah, I love me an Apple headphone on a podcast recording. See how it sounds when it gets out. Uh, shall we get into the reason we're all here? Any other business? I've got to make a jingle for AOB, man. I've got to do it. And now I need one for Accumulated Corner. You're making too much work for me. 
<laughs> that was you. You insisted that we stuck that in there. Um, any other business, Viney? You've got to have. I mean, you you had a little go outside the the bowling alley and that drunken recording that we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now we're slightly more sober. Um, get something. Get it off your chest. Here's your moment. Um, I I don't really have anything to rant about today. Um, I was thinking I'm quite a big podcast person. I I love listening to a podcast. My my girlfriend absolutely hates how much I listen to podcasts. Um, so there's a few American ones that I I like. Uh, I don't know if you don't know much about barstool sports. Probably not big fans. I've heard I of it. There's a big controversy. They got taken on by ESPN, didn't they? And then yeah, yeah, that was the part of my take guys were doing a TV program on, on ESPN and it got uh, cancelled after the one week. Listen to a lot of their, their shows, part of my take, which is really satirical. Just they're, they're not serious. They're just funny, funny guys. Um, and Pat McAfee, obviously he retired last year. I love He's Pat got McAfee. His own, the only thing about uh, the Colts that I, I, I like in history. His, his show is brilliant. He's, him and his him and his mates from college. Uh, it's, they've got like a spin-off called Barstool Heartland, and it's it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, they do two or three shows a week, and it's some of the funniest shows. Uh, they have really good guests on there. John Daly, the golfer, is, has been on there a few times. It's it's just funny, just easy listening. It's brilliant. John Daly, one of the funniest clips I ever saw for a couple of years ago. It was one of the US majors, um, one by one of the Great Lakes. Is one of the this is playing this par three, I think, alongside the the water, and he's a good 30, 40 yards away from the lake, and he's just duffed duffed his shot into the green. You just see this shot of him, club in hand, throwing it as far as he possibly can, and it was a good distance to get it into the <laughs> lake, but he managed it. Like no, no regard for the consequences. This club was gone. That's a that's a YouTube YouTube moment if you can find it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a bit bit random. Finally, positive AOB from you. I'm not sure how to point about that. that. Yeah, especially on your first one. <laughs> I mean, you've literally had your entire life to plan what well, to do for your first AOB. I had my I've had my rant on Funcon. It's yeah, that's yeah, true. We started yeah. on Baffer again. It's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dougie, compensate for that. No, I'm not going to rant this week. Um... <laughs> so, so darts. <laughs> <laughs> what a sport. Now, not as good as tennis, but I do love it. No, I fucking hate tennis. <laughs> um... <laughs> love money. Listen, love, hate tennis, love money. I'm going to get a t-shirt with that written on. <laughs> that um, is so good. That... If we ever branch out into long snapper podcast merch, that's one of the t-shirts. Man like Zeke will be one and hate tennis, love money. <laughs> Front and back. That's a, there's, a, there's a whole seg about that coming up, I think. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, when darts is played by two guys on the top of their game, it is absolutely mesmerizing. So I, I've been I've been working at the Grand Slam of Darts at um, Wolverhampton. I've been staying. One of the lads, a couple of the lads there, um, Ben and Will, great guys, invited me to stay at their house. 
that their dad bought recently in Wolverhampton. So we had like a student house for the week. Um, we we <laughs> nice. wanged up a dartboard. I took my Xbox. I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. It was an absolute, it was a hoot, an absolute hoot. Um, and we were playing darts. I was playing darts against this lad, Pete, all week. And, and if you ever play darts, if you've got a dartboard up, don't bother going 301, 501. Just play from 170, right? Because if that's the biggest checkout you can get. And if you... You know, if you're really lucky, you might hit it one day. But we played from 170. Over the course of the week, we played over 100 legs of darts. Um, and we were getting how we thought was pretty good. You know, we were getting checking out 170 and four or five darts, you know, five darts, six darts, most of the, no more than sort of six, seven darts most of the time. But you go and you watch these fellas on the big stage in front of people, and they are just amazing. It, for guys that spend all day getting absolutely off their hoop to then go up on stage and do what they do is incredible. And and people that knock darts have never watched it. I mean, it's not like it was on the BBC back in the day. John Parr, who now commentates on the darts, won the world championship with a three-dart average of 80. The guy who lost the Grand Slam final this year averaged over 100 per three darts. They're, they're seriously... I mean, they're not in great shape, let's be honest, but they are properly talented people. <laughs> Proper athletes, those guys. No, they're talented people and they shouldn't. it shouldn't be overlooked just because of the way they look, you know, and the atmosphere at the place. And it brings a lot of joy to people. You know, it, it does. People really, really love it. And it, the atmosphere in those places is great. If you ever get a chance, go because it's great fun. It doesn't sit well with me at the moment because sky decided to stick it on two different hd channels as we know last sunday and not show nfl red zone uh but having said that when i do watch a bit of darts i do t- tend to quite enjoy it um, yeah, i quite like I, I enjoy watching the darts i've got to be honest mark what have you got for us um first of all a quick bit of breaking news um one for you doug the chiefs have signed darrell revis um oh, whether really? or not yeah, whether or not that's um, something that will help them moving forward, we will no, see. That's surely not their biggest need. The no. position. Six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's one to chuck in a bit of breaking news on the long snap Is podcast. Is he going to play quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's been hiding that this whole time. Um, oh, but by, by the way, um, that just players out of position. I've, I've completely forgot, but I wanted to talk about this. It's happened twice this season. Uh, that a kick has gone down injured and uh, a defensive player has, has come in and taken over the kicking duties. Now, um, Elliot for the, the Eagles got a concussion. How a kicker gets a concussion, I'm not sure. But um, they, So they got a... Well, all right. <laughs> there's, there's an answer. Uh, so they got their linebacker came in uh, to do kickoffs. Sadly, didn't let him attempt any field goals or extra points, which they didn't need, as it turned out. Uh, but he got, he got a touchback. They've got some guy. Oh, who can who can kick it the furthest? Uh, let's get you in as linebacker. Mm. And he's bombing these kickoffs. It was, it's great. It's like a guy with number fifty four on his jersey and um, taking kickoffs. Defensive uh, players, are the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could kick a ball. It happened to the Cowboys as well earlier in the year when uh, Bailey went down and uh, they got their cornerback. I think. Hey, Mark, um, sorry, do you want to tell us you're any other business? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to talk about players playing out of position. <laughs> um, no, it, it, Christmas. It's it's already. It's, I knew you were going to say this. I, mean, I knew this was coming. Yes. I mean, like it's November, and I'm the there miserable is, one. 
there is still, <laughs> yeah, there is still a tenth of the year to go, and yet everywhere I look, I've seen there's people with like near where I live with their Christmas lights up. Well, there comes. Um, yeah, they are. They are. There's, <laughs> they completely are though, and they don't even seem to realise it. Um, you know, Christmas is acceptable. I, I, I don't hate Christmas. Everyone seems to think I hate Christmas. I don't. I just want it to start at an appropriate time, which should be like two weeks from Christmas Day. December the 24th. It's all right, kind of, <laughs> well, <laughs> or as close to that as possible. Because um, I know the kids enjoy it and my kids love it and blah, blah, blah. But fuck me. My I've kids told... love it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but who cares what they yeah. think dickhead <laughs> but I've been told at work on the 28th of November we have to start listening to something called Christmas FM which is a, a channel that is dedicated to Christmas music and that starts on the 28th yes your face is right the 28th of November through to like the 1st of January and it's nothing other than Christmas songs and I, I will want to kill myself because I mean, you could I was sue them for, t- that's like mental torture. Like, that, that, that's almost as bad as waterboarding. <laughs> if not, Doug, to be honest, I think I would be able to cope with these water torture better than I would do with Christmas FM. And I mean, yeah, fuck Christmas. Start it at an appropriate time, but don't start it like now. Our local garden centre has had, and they're quite famous for putting up this massive Christmas display. That's been up since September. <laughs> Fuck, I hate them. I hate them. Oh, yeah. that's... Mark, I, 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 I called that to myself. I knew that was going to be your AOB. <laughs> I think we had the same one last year, um, quite possibly. More than likely. Uh, <laughs> more than likely. I just, you know... Far fucking um, humbug. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you in every way. Um, I've got a little one about. Well, actually, a couple. Yeah. couple uh, I've got a little one. Actually, a couple. Cut that. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. Uh, that Cut that. Out. I've got a little one. Time code that, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being childish. Uh, I did. I did say I like Craig's balls a couple of weeks ago. Which... <laughs> <laughs> a couple of people noticed um yeah so a couple of radio adverts that i heard um this is a bit of a sprawling random aob uh, in the car yesterday one was uh anti trying to encourage you not to use your mobile phone when driving fair enough can't argue with that it's a ludicrous thing to do uh, but the advert said if you're traveling at 30 miles an hour and you look at your phone for two seconds um you'll have covered 100 feet I thought, oh, that's alarming. That can't be right, I thought to myself. So I, I worked it out. It's 88 feet. That's how much <laughs> cover. Oh, no. um, terrible. Mis-selling miss on the advert. And, and uh, I'll tell you one. something now. That's how long it would have taken him to work that out. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, much, pretty much true. <laughs> I worked that out while driving yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> secondly, the, the other advert, which brings me into my main bit of AOB, was uh, for eBay. And their, their advert was... Um, Black Friday. Um, don't don't waste your time looking on the internet for deals. Come to eBay. So remind me, eBay. Where, where do you where do you find eBay? How do you how do you how do you shop on eBay? Where do you go? Unbelievable. Um, yeah, Black Friday. Yeah. Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, and traditionally in America. It's not technically a public holiday, but everyone has it off work and all the shops open and they have massive sales. It's become 
a ridiculous thing over here. But it's not even Black Friday. I've Every single promotional advertising email over the last month is about Black Friday deals. They've been happening for weeks. We're not even there. Tomorrow, or when this podcast goes out, will be Thanksgiving. And Black Friday will still be tomorrow. And it's, 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 when you get, it's when you get people queuing up at Asda to stampede down to the gardening aisle to buy a collapsible hose for this 40 oh, I love, cheaper I love than that. it usually is. I love that. Absolutely um, joke. There'll be, this, you know, generally North London somewhere, there'll be a fight breaking out over a flat screen TV, won't there? Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Adam, just, just quickly, Tesla released a new car this week. That's 0 to 60 in 1.2 seconds. How far does it travel in that time to get to 60 miles, 60 miles an hour? Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it probably is time to, to get out of here. Thanks, thanks, Viney, for finally finally appearing properly. I um, hope you've enjoyed it. Um, the, only, and, the only Steelers we chat we had was whinging about their offense. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, we're number one. Unbelievable, seed. number one oh. in the AFC. God, they're crap. Literally <laughs> <laughs> put forty points First on the defense. Problems. Dougie was bring, bigging up last week, and they've got problems on offense. Yeah, um, well, yeah but... not consistently wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have fun while we're doing it. Um, keep listening. Leave us a review. We keep asking for that. Um, we tried. We tried bribery. We got two. Um, so um, let's not even say that. Um, even and my see wife what we get. Do it. Does she, I bet she doesn't even download it. Does she? she? Doesn't. No, mine doesn't. Don't even care. Mine just mine resents me being in the other room once a week. My Don't missus talks to Dougie's missus about how we're idiots. That's nothing to do with the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's just them being factually correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right. We are definitely getting out of here. Thanks, Viney. We'll we'll maybe get you on again um, if and when you go out of the playoffs to the Hockworth tantrums um, and see see how it looks then. Um, We will hopefully be back back next week. Um, Catch you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.